0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Outside the Zone. I'm your co-host, Pav, along with Doc. Doc, the NBA season has started. How's it going, man? We got a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up today. How's it going, man?
1: Oh, we got a lot, dude. We've been on. I know everyone's been asking, where are you guys? And I can't blame them. It's been a month into the season, and this is our first in-season podcast. so We've definitely been dropping the ball.
0: Yeah, we are sl- we were really good during the off-season. Every two weeks, we, we got yeah. on out for you. So, sorry we missed an episode, guys, but we'll be more consistent and get you guys, because I know you guys have been craving some OTZ lately. Let's just, I think they want to hear hoops. Let's
1: just get into it, man. How about that Cleveland-Indiana trade, right?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, catch the fans up. What, what's the deal?
1: I mean, do I need to catch them up? I think everyone knows about the Cavs-Pacers deal that happened, man. It was a blockbuster. I mean, absurd. You know?
0: Are you gonna give the details to the fans?
1: I think everyone already knows the details. Shams broke it like on Wednesday and or la- a, a week ago or so. You know, it was a huge deal. I mean, the Cavs got another center. The Pacers got someone to fill in for Oladipo. Oladipo got shipped out somewhere else. And then I think also, uh, I think it also someone. I think a former MVP was also treated as well, I think, but Oh man. That's all you in the just, details. You
0: just you just refuse to give the credit to Harden that he deserves. I mean I'm this, the Harden
1: guy on this podcast. This,
0: actually. The, I'm, okay, not, I'm a I'm a big Harden guy. Oh, this, get out of here. Oh, what, what is where is this coming from? You're a
1: Harden hater.
0: <laughs> what? I love what? I'm a huge Harden so, well, I don't even understand where you get that from. You're the one that you're the um okay, whatever. But yeah, I mean for those, I mean, you couldn't have missed it. I, I thought you're. I know you were trying to play your tricks over here, so I'm just gonna ignore that. So yeah, a steal for the Cavs. The, the Cavs were the biggest winner of that deal. Um, well, but,
1: maybe.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Then then I I let's just I want to go in like the Nets did what they had to do. Like they didn't lose any star, which is amazing. They definitely lost a lot of depth, but in the NBA, stars matter more. It's just a fact and you can build around those stars. And in the Golden State, they had those stars, and they didn't. When, when Kevin Durant was there, they had stars, and they kind of sacrificed a lot of their depth to get, depth to get Kevin Durant, and it worked, and I think it's going to work in Brooklyn too.
1: Well, I mean, star – listen, James Harden is worth, worth, or worth depth, but there's level, there's level to this, right? So, like, James Harden and Kevin Durant are different levels of stars compared to someone like Kyrie Irving. So I'm still of the – we listen, we haven't seen Kyrie play yet, and we're not going to get into everything. Let's just focus on, you know, the outlook. So personally for me, when you have two guys like that, I think we know what they've been able to do, how well they're playing offense. I don't think it's the worst thing in the in the world if you trade away Kyrie and get some more quality pieces pairing around them because, like, I think they need defense, right? And if you have Harden and KD – the Issue is never going to be offense. Like, for sure, sure, if you add Kyrie into the mix, offense, another level. But if you can add more quality defenders around them, you know, it really depends on the deal. I'm not saying you should go and trade Kyrie because I think it will cause other issues with KD maybe in the locker room. I'm just, like, saying, like, for sometimes, maybe depth is better than stars. And I think this might be one of those situations. But nonetheless, Brooklyn gave up a ton – four first-round unprotected picks, uh, four first-round swaps as well. It was between, obviously, Brooklyn and Philly. I personally think Houston took the right offer. I think that's actually worth more than Ben and, you know, whatever else Philly might have thrown in, whether it's Maxi or Tybalt, or whatever the case was. So I think Houston did pretty well in the trade. Obviously, they got a ton. Brooklyn's a winner just because if you increase your chances to win a championship, you have to be considered a winner, right? And NBA is all about winning championships. Like, they're all in now. Like, they don't care about six years from now. They're all in to win now. So, I, I call them winner by default. You, they have to be. And I think, I honestly think all four teams actually kind of won this deal. As weird as yeah. it is to say that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's obviously going to have to see what happens with Karis LeVert. Thoughts and prayers right. out to him. I hope he's all right. And But, yeah, I think every team kind of got what they wanted. See, I disagree. And I think I think I first want to give my assessment on what you said about trading Kyrie for depth but I kind of disagree that the Rockets won the deal I think that I, do, I don't agree there I, I think maybe Rockets were the biggest losers out of this but I'll I'm explain that in a second first let me address your point about Kyrie and I think first it's a little too early to jump and say oh you gotta trade Kyrie for depth defense is more important I honestly think if right. you're if you're still gonna have Joe Harris in the lineup and you're able to sub out someone like like, like, uh, who was their starting? Who was in their starting lineup? It was uh, J- a Green, yeah, Jordan, right? Jordan,
1: Joe Harris,
0: jo- uh, James Jeff Harden, Green, no, Jeff not, Green. It was yeah. Jeff Green in their starting lineup. If you're gonna just take that out and put Kyrie Irving in a starting lineup, that's a win. Like, there's in no world is that hurting your team.
1: 100%. Everyone says
0: there's one ball, but that's Green. that's insane. Like, and you can just see how happy James Harden is, how much he's happy to be on a team that actually has a chance to win a championship, and he doesn't have to be working 170. percent to get a bucket every time, and I think you can see that. And I think he's really going to buy into that system. That because Kevin Durant's a champion, and Harden will learn from that. Steve Nash is a, Steve Nash knows what's happening. Like um, James Harden's going to learn from him, and I just think that it'll really help when Kyrie is there. And I agree. Like there is a big risk that chemistry issues will happen, and the, the ball it won't work. And then say it's just a disaster. Then you can you can always trade Kyrie later on. Like I honestly think that they're going to be better with multiple stars. And I think we saw even in, even in the years when Kevin Durant was at golden state, just having one extra star helps so much and kind of put them over the top of any other teams. And I think once Brooklyn is able to build around a little bit, just get some t- pieces with some trades with maybe some second round picks or something like that, or even just buyout candidates they can kind of shape a little bit more of depth to this roster. And again, they don't need too much. It's going to be hard to defend LeBron James, or Anthony Davis, but, we even saw against the Bucs, they were able to they were able to keep up with the Bucs who have who have three really good scorers offensively and an amazing defense, and they're able to keep it up them just because their offense is so good. And if you ask me in the fourth quarter of a game, how do you how do you how do you defend a team that has Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, three amazing closers? Like, how do you defend that? So I have no doubt that that they're going to be able to keep up with teams even if their defense is bad because they're going to be able to make up that offensively. And it's not just with it's just not just with twos. Kind of with, it's with it's with three pointers, and that's how you catch up in games. That's so I really think the Nets are going to be fine, especially, and I think they're going to be really good with their big three, and they're now my favorites in the East for sure. Um, going into, I mean, do you have anything to say about that?
1: Listen, I'm with you. When I when I was talking about that, I didn't mean like you go and like you field offers for Kyrie right now because I'm I'm with you. Like you need to see how Kyrie plays with this lineup, right? and you're right like offensively i don't buy the whole thing where it's like bringing kyrie in and bringing like one more elite player in on offense is going to somehow decrease your offense about but that's not how this works they're going to be even better offensively frankly i don't know how no one knows how to guard them like how do you go possibly guard i honestly think these might be the three most talented offensive players in the eastern conference all on the same team right i might be missing someone wow. but like how right but like how do you guard that so i'm with you there once we see how this team plays, you know, obviously they're going to need time, chemistry, figure all that out. But if they're gelling, I'm w- and listen, they honestly might just gel and it works perfectly. And if that happens, I'm with you. You don't trade Kyrie for depth. If it's working, why mess with it? You know, but if it's a situation where, like, you know, they're still obviously putting up offensive numbers like 120, but their defense is just atrocious, which I don't think it'll be as atrocious as people think it will be, then I think at that point you have to re- you have to visit Kyrie for depth. But right now you're right. Stick with what you have. See how it is. You know, you have the buyout market. People are – veterans are going to want to come play in Brooklyn. I'm with you. Stay the course for right now.
0: Yeah, and I think regardless, they're at least going to keep Kyrie through the year and say they lose in the playoffs, then maybe they'll reassess. You always see that, like, with any big three. And I think you're doing a little disservice to Bradley Beal there as one of the top three offensive players in the East. But that's a conversation for another day. But I think all I three of their talented. games.
1: I said talented. Oh, okay. So, okay. okay. All three I, of their I games say, just
0: translate.
1: I would say Kyrie's a more talented offensive player. I could see Brad that because
0: all yeah. three of their games translate so well to playoffs yeah. with being able, able to hit a shot with two, like, three seconds on the clock, create an open look for yourself, the half-court offense, all that kind of jazz. So, man, I'm, it's, it's scary for the Nets. If I was the Lakers, I would mm-hmm. be worried.
1: Yeah. And the one thing too, like James Harden has been insane these past two games, right? Like we saw in Houston, right. how it was like not great. And then instantly comes to Brooklyn. This guy is still out of shape. Like we might be in yeah. better shape right now than James Harden is. And he's putting wow. up 30, like he's putting up over 10 assists a game. Like he's balling at triple double. It's so once he gets in the game shape, which I'm, I have no doubt he will be, he'll get into there. Once he gets into that, man, I mean, just look out and I'm yeah. with you. They're I mean, my favorite in the East as well. I, you know and it's i mean that team is good we when all these katie when all these stories man, katie yeah. too like he looks like <laughs> old katie already
0: it's crazy like he didn't yeah. miss a step yeah it's, when it's
1: all these change.
0: stories came out about harden and his toxicity and like i get it he didn't it was not a good leader in houston but like at some point the talent just is worth the investment and i think that's just showing that already and oh man i like i said last podcast is so annoying like come on, Kevin Durant, just, just, you have, you, the NBA was finally fair. We had some, we had some amazing duos. Like every team had some, had a big two. It was, there was parody. And now this guy has to finally big threes. Were, we were done with big threes. We didn't, I mean, the, I don't know if the bucks, like I wouldn't count Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton as being like some, like, like on the top, top 20, pl- like, you know what I'm saying? Like that top star to being like a big two, here, so like we, we finally had some nice parody in the NBA. It was going to be even the Nets without Harden were good. Like I mean, their defense was kind of atrocious so far this season. But that was when Kyrie was going a wall. Um, and then he has to come and, and get a trade for Harden. Like, come on, man! Like, Why just try to be this
1: bro. If just try if, to beat if, LeBron fairly. If, if, you know, if this if this was LeBron and the Lakers had a chance to trade for Harden, do you really not think? You know, you, would you be criticizing LeBron right now and being like, oh, we had so much parity in the league and LeBron had to go if, and get James Harden?
0: If the Lakers this year traded for Harden, I would be like, the NBA is unfair. I would 100% have said that. No, no, but, I would have been right, happy for LeBron. NBA, but, but you I, wouldn't
1: be going, no, no, NBA, but you wouldn't be going and being like, LeBron, oh, you had to trade for, for James well, Harden. Well, who else would it be?
0: <laughs> you said NBA. I'm just saying that that's the whole pur- purpose though. Like I would, I would criticize LeBron for, th- like, I would criticize that situation for that. Cause that's just, that's just dumb. Like that just makes the league unfair. Kind of like the same thing I'm doing here. Come on. No. You got to admit that that's, that's another soft move by KD. This no, time it's he just not. didn't. Move. It's,
1: he, it's, he was already on Brooklyn. It's like you want to win a championship. So you, it, it's listen, the Golden State move from him going to Golden State was different. This is like, he's already on a team and one of his friends wants out, from a different team who's happened to be a really good player and Brooklyn's able to just put together an amazing package. Like, and again, it's, the, there is parody. Like right now, Brooklyn's the favorite in the East, right? If they play the Lakers, which is I think probably what most people would think at this point, that's, that's far from a, you know, we don't know the outcome of that series. It's not like it's golden state where it was just a Cleveland easy, like four Oh four one. That's a legitimate series. Cause LA has 80 and LeBron and they have way more depth around them. So it's, there is still some parity in the league. It's not like the Golden State era from, you know, two, three years ago. But let, let's get out of the Brooklyn conversation. I think we want to touch yeah. on a, a few different teams. So yeah. can we – this is a good segue, actually. I want to talk a little bit about Golden State. I kind of really like this team. It just seems like they're a bunch of underdogs this year, you know, with Curry and just a bunch of underdogs. They came back against the Lakers from 19 down last night. Amazing game, amazing comeback. I kind of like this team, man. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think right when the season started and they were, like, really atrocious to start the year, everyone kind of gave up on them. But then, like, they have have amazing pieces. And it was just, like, these guys never played together really before, especially with Curry playing the way he is. And it's just, like, we knew – it kind of was, like, once these guys figure out how to play together – the puzzle is going to start to get solved and they're going to they're going to be fun to watch and I think we're kind of seeing that like they're so athletic they can they can run and gun which is exactly what Curry needs they need Wiggins and Cali to be better shooters of course but Curry is just playing phenomenal I mean you gotta you got I mean I was even doubting him at the beginning of the season when it was just like wow come on Curry like this is this is kind of what people have been criticizing you for and you've you're kind of proving them all right and now he's now he's proving them wrong, which is awesome for him. Happy for him. So yeah, I mean, I I like the team. I, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna win. Uh, I I could see them winning, like maybe if they get if they are able to get to a like a top four or five seed, which like isn't out of the picture, then maybe they could win. But I don't see them beating a top four team in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean they don't have enough. It's like Curry, but then outside of Curry, they don't really have another guy who can like consistently get his own shot right and create offense. Like if you if you watch right. them, it's literally like. When Curry goes to the bench, they're struggling to get anything going on offense. Their, yeah. their entire, like, Curry's been insane this year. Like, some of his puts like, maybe don't look great in the efficiency, but it's like, if you watch how they're playing him, it's almost like he's being double, triple guarded at times, you know? So it's like he's doing, he's creating for others. He's still, you know, amazing offensively. He, I mean, he's done wonders. Like, you know, I'm I'm happy for him. Like, I think people were kind of writing him off, like you were talking about. This past year, basically, so, uh, ever since KD left, I mean, he's he's showing us that he's still a superstar, like, legitimate top six player at worst, in my opinion, in the NBA, so.
0: Yeah, well, um, another team I really like is the Suns. I think that people – I mean, people kind of – the bubble Suns were really good, and then people didn't know if it would carry on, and I think Chris Paul kind of has just been perfect for them, like, exactly what they needed – it's, they got out, they knew what they wanted in him, and he's done exactly what, what he's been asked to do. And Aiden's been playing more in the system. Devin Booker's been great, uh, complimentary to Chris Paul. It's, it's just been – and then Mikael Bridges even has been Bridges. an awesome three, an awesome three for them. And I think that they just have a really good mentality, and I, I could I could see them making some noise in the playoffs.
1: I think Booker's actually been, I feel like, kind of inconsistent a little bit you know, here and there. I think he's really like, this is the first time he's actually playing with like an elite point guard. So I feel like it's taken some time for him to really adjust. But, and that's the thing, like, even though he's not been like great, they're still, what, like, fourth in the West. I think somewhere around seven and five, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. So even with that, like, they're playing that well. And I only expect Booker and like CP3 to get more, you know, learn how to play off of each other even better as the year goes on. So I'm with you, man. F- Phoenix looks good. Phoenix looks good. Yeah, I'm buying, the teams I'm buying, I'm buying well right are.
0: Yeah, I'm buying low in Brooklyn and Devin Booker's stock. I know he's it's been like inconsistent, but I think yeah. that's like you said, it's it's a new role for him, and I think he'll get there.
1: Yeah. So out of the teams right now in the West that are in the playoff picture, I'll name a couple of them that are surprises. So like that are top eight right now. So San Antonio, Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis. I'd say probably out of those, the most surprising would be San Antonio and Memphis. Right at this point. For sure. Do you do you think either of those teams have a legitimate chance to stay in the top eight and make the playoffs? Or do you think it's just Dude, like I think, so early in the year and
0: I mean if, if I'm thinking I'm thinking the Mavs are gonna come back up. Even the Thunder at six and six, that's pretty shocking to me. Um, but I think I don't think they're gonna jump up. I think the Mavs would jump up. I think the Nuggets have to figure things out.
1: It other than that my some, goodness, those numbers like
0: I don't, I don't it's crazy the Nuggets are six and seven, but um so i'm thinking that two of them are going to lose their spots so if i had to pick those two teams it would would probably be the spurs and the grizzlies or even the warriors if curry can't keep up this rate because the warriors are really depending on curry doing this every night to win a game which is just hard it's hard to ask
1: yeah but
0: i also think curry's good enough to like will his team to an eighth seed and want to play lebron in the first round because that would be that would just be fun it would be so if the lakers get the top seed
1: yeah I think I'm with you. I think San Antonio, like Pop, is doing an amazing job already this year. Eight and six with that team. Memphis, it's insane. They've won like what five or six straight. I think five straight. And Jaw was out for like a good portion of that. Jaw just came back. It's crazy. So I mean, kudos to Memphis, man. Like they're balling even without Jaw right now. I I don't know. I mean, I mean, just looking at that. And Jaron Jackson's not there either. I forgot he's still. You know, I know Brandon Clark has been stepping the, up. Yeah, I, everyone's playing well. Brandon I mean, Clark. Coach
0: Jenkins is Coach Jenkins major goes, props. I mean, co- early Coach of the Year consideration for him.
1: He really is him, and I mean, like you said, OKC actually might be the biggest surprise though, because we all thought they would be probably the worst team in the NBA alongside Minnesota. Minnesota's looking like one of the worst teams, but OKC is right there at five hundred. So Shea's playing really well. I know Shea's Dude. your boy. <laughs>
0: I I love Shea man. I mean, he's been great. I mean, he's been he's been like inconsistent, but also it's just like he's he's the guy there. Like all the pressure's on him. So impressive numbers so far. I think I think the biggest thing is, dude, Minnesota. I mean, I knew they weren't going to be make the playoffs, like we said, but like they're bad.
1: I I told you, man. You were like they should take Anthony Edwards. I told you, Lamelo was the answer, not Anthony Edwards. <laughs> I'd never well, I never like Anthony just, Edwards.
0: Yeah, I mean, Anthony LaMelo Edwards. Looks nice. He's shown flashes, but like. I feel like it's so hard for someone like him to get an opportunity and he's just going to be forever just having to play off play off players not get the ball like not get to be able to be the guy initiating and maybe when I mean there's so many guards there too like Malik Beasley is having a great season they just paid Malik yeah. so much money and I don't get why they paid Malik so much money after like uh, it's yeah. it's just like I feel like ownership is confused and not on pair with coaching not on pair with the players it's just they need to I think they need to need a either trade everybody and find – like, they need to find a new home for Cat or something. Like, it's just not working there, and I don't know what's going to work there.
1: Well, I don't know. They don't have their first-round pick this year, though, so it's not good for them that they're, uh, they're looking really bad.
0: I mean, so... even when they had Jimmy Butler, they were, like, barely an eighth seed, and that's, that's like, one of the best winning players you can get.
1: I, I, I mean, the fact that Jimmy Butler was able to drag this team to an eighth <laughs> seed, kind of looking back, is like, because if you think about it, like, Wiggins isn't a good player, especially then – so if you think about it, it was just basically like Jimmy plus like Cat. So the fact that they even got the eight seed and got a game in that first round was actually kind of crazy looking back. But I'm with yeah. you, man. Something just isn't like – the, them and the Kings, man. Like something about those two franchises just it's, doesn't yeah. – isn't working.
0: The Kings are just always disappointing, man. One like thing exactly I've been surprised
1: like...
0: – Yeah. And going into the – going to the East a bit, yeah. I think that once Lamello starts lamelo Lamello's been great so far. I mean, I think yeah. he's – We've all known he was going to be a project and take time to get become the player he is, and that's showing, I think. Yeah. I mean, Terry Rozier's been good, too. I mean, he doesn't want to lose a starting spot.
1: Well, that, that's the whole thing where, like, like the thing you were talking about, Anthony Edwards, where there are just so many guards there that, like, he's off coming off the bench. It's like Charlotte isn't that far off because, again, like, they have Terry Rozier. Obviously, Devonta Graham had an amazing year last year. So, again, LaMelo's coming off the bench, and that hasn't stopped him. Like, at the beginning, he had, like, a couple rough games, but, like, ever since then, he's really playing well. He had. What, he's now the youngest player in NBA history to have a triple double. I mean, that team—it's only a matter of time before he, you know, gets gets becomes a starter because he's undoubtedly one of the five best players on that team. And I mean, that's a solid yeah. team. Like, I like Lamello, Rozier's playing well. Gordon Hayward's given them really good minutes this year too. He's playing probably their best player, and that's a solid team too. Good.
0: They're like similar to the Cavs when they just have like a lot of young guys that you know will once they like. Once they grow and develop, the team's going to be looking good. I think they're ahead of the Cavs' curve a little bit, just because Lamelo has a higher ceiling than anyone on the Cavs. Mm-hmm. I think, but yeah. I, I just like that. Um, we got to talk, yeah, the a- talk. about
1: and We got to talk about the news. Julius Randle, wow. <laughs> I mean, Tom Thibodeau, man, he unleashed Julius Randle. Seven and eight, the sixth seed in the East. I mean invest invest
0: in big man playing for t- coach Thibs come on
1: <laughs> oh my gosh and then I think we see I think there's gonna be a Taj Gibson reunion in with Thibodeau as well as you would as everyone would expect and I mean I'm impressed I mean you got to throw him into the coach of year honors honestly like the fact that oh, any coach can get the Knicks sniffing 500 right
0: they're falling out they're not gonna make the playoffs uh, You you can put that in the books
1: I'm not. I'm not gonna get bet against you there. You know, there's too many years <laughs> of just losing where I'm. I gotta. But I gotta con- like, with you. Especially like
0: these. Some of these teams, like you said, we we talked about the Timberwolves and the Kings. Like I feel like not enough is put on the the Bulls. Yeah. Especially like they had. It's not like they don't yeah. have talent. Zach Levine is playing. As, like he's playing amazing. Yeah. Like Patrick Williams has been okay, but
1: um, he's been good. He's actually been pretty solid.
0: Good. Yeah. Um, but not like not like gonna be a guy that's gonna win them games. But Wendell Carter's good. They have good pieces, and Marketing. it's just it's yeah. just losses. It's just losses. Man. I, it's 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 the same t- situation as Minnesota, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're listen, they're better than Minnesota, like one hundred percent. But I'm with you. They're kind of just like whatever for whatever reason. Like they should be getting better each year, but they're just like stuck and. Maybe it's maybe you just kinda have to blow it up and just start from scratch. I don't really know what it is, but I mean Yeah, I mean that's
0: an awful position to be in.
1: And listen, like money's about to come due for them. Levine's gonna become a free agent soon, they're gonna have to pay him. Marketing is a free agent this year, they're gonna have to pay him. So like they're gonna have to I don't know, man. Something's wrong there wrong there. But I think two of the biggest surprises, not in not only in the East, but in all of the NBA, kinda like on the disappointment side versus like Knicks and OKC and teams like that. Toronto and Miami. Miami, I kind of see because oh. they've been ravished by COVID nineteen and other injuries. Like Butler's, like played maybe like three or four. He's barely played this year, and they've just had right. so many guys have to sit out. But Toronto is shocking to me.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I think that they just they started like what one and six. They were two and um, so eight. They're, they're on a
1: three-game win streak. So they were literally two and yeah, eight so like a few days ago. Yeah.
0: I just think they had a rough start. I think I think people found out that Siakam's only move is the spin move, and yeah. got, it kind of got stopped. But I I mean I would give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll figure it out. Nick Nurse is really good. I think they'll end up making the playoffs, at least the a seed. But it was just a rough start, and it was I mean Chris Boucher, man, oh my God, he is like so insanely talented. And Toronto just develops well. So I, th- I think they'll figure it out. I mean, I, I don't, I don't love Siakam as like a the, the guy on your team. I think they need to figure that out. And Fred Van VanVleet's been so inconsistent this season. So mm-hmm. they need to, they need to just get some consistency together. And like, it's either one of them has a big night, so it needs to, it need, they need to figure out a way to play together where it's not, it's not, um, cause I see they lost like two games when Siakam has the ball at the end of the game and they can't buy a bucket and Siakam just dribbles off the clock for 24 seconds and launches up a shot two games that way. So I don't know. They need to, they need to get some cohesive together, but I I, I definitely think they'll still make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, they're five and eight, like there's so much season left. I'm not doubting that either. It's just, it's weird. Cause you we're so used to seeing them every year, like starting out like a top two seed, you know, like trying to like race, you know, in that race for number one. So it's really weird seeing them this low.
0: Right. right, We got a couple minutes left. So, but I, I, I realized I forgot to touch on this earlier I need to ask you this, your opinion on that. I really think that Houston just lost this trade. I mean, I know they got assets in, like, 2026 and first unprotected first-round picks, which has value. But, like, if you, if you ask me, you're trading a superstar player, not just a star like Kyrie Irving or Devin Booker, a superstar generational talent, and you didn't get any, like... You got Oladipo who's going to walk. You got Oladipo just because he's an expiring contract. I wouldn't say you got Oladipo talent-wise,
1: well, oh, I mean, if if they're willing to pay him, he'll stay. I
0: don't, I don't think they are. I think they're going to rebuild. And but like you you didn't get any like star, and you, those first round picks are all going to be late first round picks. I mean, maybe the one of them will be a good one if the no. Nets just fall off a cliff in twenty twenty six. But like, what did they get?
1: Okay, so basically we're basically of- debating between two packages because they have to trade Harden. So you're debating you're debating between right. two packages, right? The Philly, and you get Ben Simmons or these. Yeah. I. I, this is the much better package for me. So, if, if you're debating the two, you get Ben Simmons, right? Obviously, Ben Simmons is worth more than any of those individual picks. He's better than, obviously, Oladipo. Like they, he would help them win more right now, right? We both agree there. But the thing is, look at this roster. Like, you have Ben Simmons. You're locked in with, the, what, the worst contract in the NBA with John Wall, maybe outside of Blake Griffin now at this point. So, like, you have John Wall's contract that really – you can't do anything around Ben Simmons. Again, you're locked into Eric Gordon, I think for the next three years, paying him like 18, 19 million. So it's just like, even if you bring in Ben, you're stuck maybe like fighting for a playoff spot in the West. You're not competing or anything in the West. Right. So it's like, all right, you get Ben, but then what's the future. There's no plan. Like you Ben's, what, 24, 25. So you're, for the rest of his prime, you're going to be saddled by this John Wall contract paying him, 45 plus million in four years. What's the point? At least with this Brooklyn, like, listen, you're gonna, yeah, like, the first round pick this year or whenever they're starting, like, it's not gonna be great. It'll take three, four years for you to get actual picks, but, like, in what, four years, Katie's gonna be 36. In four years, James Harden will be 35. Kyrie will be 33. We've seen, like, we know Kyrie Irving, there's no, like, you don't have any confidence if you're any team, really. That like Kyrie's still going to be in Brooklyn in four years. Like who knows? Same don't be the in the NBA, NBA. <laughs> or in the NBA, right? So like that's the thing. where like KD becomes a free agent again next year. Kyrie next year. So like Harden again next year. So if anything doesn't work, those picks could become very valuable in like two, three years. And if they don't, whatever. Because then at the tail end of that, like in twenty twenty eight and around then those picks are extremely valuable because there's no way they're playing and once they stop playing brooklyn's one of the worst teams in the nba because they're gonna have nothing that's so so at least you're building do that's
0: seven years from now that's a whole almost a decade
1: again if you get ben right now like you're kind of stuck in the same spot where you're just going to be like you just have to get through these bad contracts basically and maybe you start building up assets in a way but maybe you start building up assets in a way but at least like you have a plan right with Ben you don't have any plan because you're just stuck at least in the with that plan you have like something you can actually build to him like it's going to be a long long rebuild again because they're stuck right now with some of these contracts but at least you're building to something and at least there's a plan where like at least in that realm I can actually see like yeah there's a chance you can win a championship because you have so many picks that you can definitely have a good chance to like draft a generational guy where like with Ben Ben's not Good enough to like carry you to a championship, especially with these guys around him. So like you're just like stuck for the next four or five years. You're not going to get obviously have good draft picks, and it just doesn't really help you like long term like to win a championship. So like and they sniffed it close enough with Harden, so it's not like they're like itching to get back to the conference finals. They want to like win a chip. Ben is not. Yeah, I I I guess. That's a good
0: explanation. That's a good explanation. So I mean, like kind of like in a vacuum, maybe the. 76ers package could have more talent but the nets package gave them a direction and something to look forward to exactly and be confident they could build a super like a, a championship team versus
1: exactly versus the 76ers like, and again you're almost like wasting ben's prime in a sense too you know
0: yeah I, yeah so i really i, I really wanted yeah. to see ben with some players but that's true it'd be hard to build around him with that john wall well track. i don't know how
1: ben and like john wall and like demarcus cousins i don't know how all that all works yeah. together but the, the one thing I would I, love
0: to see Ben and Christian Wood though.
1: That would be nice. That would be nice. The one thing though, I want to ask you: Danny Ainge, man, Peyton Pritchard, that's a great, that's a great steal in the draft.
0: Yeah, man. He, I, mean, I told you, he drafts really well. I have no, I have no qualms about his drafting skill. If I were him, I, I trade Jalen Brown for James Harden. I mean, I don't oh, know if heck I do. Like, no. no
1: I don't believe. know if
0: I do, dude. Do you want to be good? For three, for 10 years or elite for three years? I ask that question every, every time. It could be elite for 10 the years.
1: For, no, you le, see when how good Jalen Brown is so good, and he's like 20 feet. but are they winning a the championship? Are they better than the Nets? Are they better than – they didn't even beat the Heat yeah, Okay, year. for these next two years, but you can literally like win like three championships in the next 10 years versus like one are, right now. I, I, feel like, I
0: feel like they can't get that – with their current core, they can't get that much better than they are right now.
1: Even or even if you even if you trade Jalen Brown a couple pieces for Harden, they're not winning a chip. I don't think that that and that, that, team, that, that team's a, a contender. I think they're coming out of the East. That that team's a contender, but they're not as like good as like Brooklyn with Harden, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like Brooklyn with Harden, they cash all in, and they're like, whoa, that team What's is up? like a favorite. Boston wouldn't be like a clear cut favorite in the East. It would be like, that helps if, their chances.
0: If Harden goes to Boston, then there is no Brooklyn and Har- there is no, no Harden in Brooklyn. So then Boston's the favorite.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. What I'm trying to explain, though, is like Brooklyn gets Harden, right? They're the clear cut favorite in the East. If that right. same deal happened and they got, and, and Boston got him, they wouldn't be the clear cut favorite in the East, still. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you don't deal, like, not do a trade because Brooklyn, of that. Brooklyn, Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, but now, now I don't even think Boston's on that tier as even Milwaukee. Or, like, I mean, I know they're first in the East right now, but that's just because there's they're 8-4, and four, but. I, I, they're they're not on that tier, in my opinion, and
1: in two I feel, years, like, they won't I feel like they have a ceiling, like for the and for twelve years, they will be like tier one, and they, it'll be like. And you also, you also stop
0: a team like the Nets getting Harden, who you're never gonna be able to surpass now.
1: For like two years, I'm not. I'm not giving you up. Hard, my you think only play for, You think Harden's only gonna play for two more years? I'm not giving. I'm not giving up my like. I'm not going all in. I'm not cashing it all in for James Harden. Like, you had your chance with Anthony Davis, and he's younger. Like, you could have taken that then, you know? I agree. Um, I would have taken Anthony Davis. So at this point, I'm not training for another Danny Age miss. Danny Age just only doesn't miss. I agree, and that's
0: why. And Harden's better. Like, we're agreeing how Jalen Brown is one of the best prominent young players. And Harden is way better, no question.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. But again, I'd rather have 10 years of Jalen Brown Probably twelve years of Jalen Brown, then like two or three years of Harden, maybe. I
0: would rather have. Three we don't years even of know Brown. how long he
1: would have stayed in Boston.
0: You want to win a championship, or do you want to lose in, lose in the Eastern Conference Finals every year? Let me know, Danny Ainge. I think he wants to lose in the Eastern Conference Finals every year. Boston fans, let me know how you feel about that. After winning eleven championships with Bill Russell, three with Larry Bird, it's disgraceful. All right. <laughs> oh man right i could i could time. go on for days i i just don't agree with that philosophy you gotta you gotta try to win i mean even when you were with the Cavs, you wanted us to try to like try to win with lebron it's the same thing Yeah,
1: you have lebron for only a set amount of time it's different you have tatum for like 12 years <laughs> you went oh my gosh lebron it's like don't, wait. don't just you need lebron like you have to make sure lebron wins right now or he's bolting anyways so like that's your only chance at a chip. Boston has That's so stupid though, your system.
0: Chances. You're like, oh, we're only gonna try when it's desperation time. Like we're only gonna try when no, Taylor's putting trying, the pressure trying. on us. But,
1: but you don't that's you don't stu- cash in you don't cash in all your chips unless you need to. Look Cleveland had to cash in all their chips. Boston doesn't need to cash in all their chips.
0: Why did Toronto need did, did Toronto need to cash in all their chips? If they kept a Rosen, they would have had the same result. Like, no, like no, no, but th- they, they were never Toronto... a title
1: contender. Boston has the path of being a legitimate title contender. In Brown's no. second year and Tatum's first year, they took LeBron to seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, And that, now they have to face the Nets. The
0: East is so much harder now. They have to face the Nets, the Bucks. Bucs. I mean, Miami has been bad this year, but Miami, who they couldn't beat,
1: East is harder. Listen, the any sixers. Give me, me Jalen Brown for 12 more years, man. Like, oh, my anything. God. Right.
0: Well, this has been a riveting episode of Outside the Zone. Fans, let us know in the comments what you think about that Jalen Brown, James Harden debate. And – We'll be okay. at it next time in two weeks. As always, this has been Outside the Zone.
1: Peace.